This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey, Happy Hour listeners. I hope you enjoyed these throwback episodes of Happy Hour. We'll be back with new episodes very soon. What's up, Bachelor Nation? Of course, we hope you're all staying safe, healthy, sane. I know you're probably a little stir crazy. I know I am. I know Becca is. Actually, I'm oddly content right now, which is weird. So I just feel like I'm going to crack any moment. But whatever you're feeling right now, we are here to make you feel better because we have on the podcast today, none other than Peter Weber. That's right. I feel like this has been an unusual season because usually you get your answers. You kind of know how things end and you move on and you get ready for the next season. Well, that hasn't been the case because we are in quarantine There's not a current Bachelorette season filming right now. Things were kind of up in the air when it came to Peter's season. We've never seen an ending like this. So we were just kind of left in limbo. So none of us know much more than we're seeing out there today. So finally, we'll get to see what's going on from Peter himself. Yeah, Rach, I cannot wait. This is one of the interviews that, I mean, obviously we have been waiting a while for because we did not get to speak to Peter after the finale, unfortunately. And this is... Probably one of the most requested interviews we've had yet. I literally 
still to this day get DMs being like, bring Peter on, bring Peter on. So today is that day. Um, now, I don't know about you, but on a very selfish and personal level, I'm just dying to know what's going on. Because like you said, we kind of get little tidbits of info here and there of what maybe maybe what he's doing, where he is, who he's hanging out with. Um, but it hasn't been confirmed by Peter himself yet. And so I can't wait to get him on. Um, obviously, we've spoken with Hannah Ann after the finale. We got her take, but we need Peter's take, too, because there's probably much more to the story. And we're missing a lot. Um, you know, and, and a lot. Peter, <laughs> like I, regardless of what people think about Peter and how his season ended, I still love him. I still want nothing but the best for him. So I really want to hear from him because... We have some major questions, um, and so I just think for the sake of everyone, we just have to get into it, bring him in, because... From the beginning, the, Becca, from the beginning, from the beginning. we have to get into it. Well, <laughs> Rachel, we've joked all season, like, we kept saying when it was going on, there was so much drama, and we're like, we just needed to get to the end, we just wanted to end and figure out what's going yeah. on, and like, we never got anything, because obviously the way everything panned out, he didn't end up with anyone, as far as we know, at this point... Who who knows if things have changed since then? Um, so I think I think without yeah. further ado, we just have to get into it. We have to get started with Peter. So, ladies and gentlemen, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, please give a warm welcome to our latest Bachelor, Peter Weber. Peter. Hi, Peter. Hello, hello. How's it going? I'm good. Chilling like a villain, you know. Peter, where are you at right now? I'm in, so I'm in Chicago. I'm at Kelly's apartment right now. Oh, getting to the good <laughs> stuff right away. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I got Dustin that says hi. Dusty wave. Hi. Wait, Dustin. Was Dustin, guess, Dustin was Dustin's supposed to be. met you, Rachel. Yeah. Peter, was he yeah. supposed to be our, uh, one of our bachelors for the live show? Were you supposed to be a bachelor for the live show? Oh, yeah, he was. I didn't even know Hell that. yeah. Well, tell him to keep next year in February reserved. <laughs> I will keep next February reserved because they're coming back to you. All right. He says, okay. <laughs> Where's Kelly? Kelly's still sleeping. <laughs> what time is it? What y'all do last night? Yeah, what was it's... going on last night? What y'all do? <laughs> we, uh, we had a good night. We just had some fun. Uh, we, we had like a dance party. because have, have you seen like these DJs that have been doing these like live shows? Mm-hmm. DJ Nice. Have you watched his? uh not his no we were watching um griffin and uh not the other guys or louis the child but yeah we were just didn't you want to be a dj weren't you going to become a dj i i would love to that's always been like a a huge passion of mine so really um, yeah i i've always just like known that i have it in me like i have that whatever that is like just pump up a crowd and like give what i feel to them i just have to figure out a way to take it out i gotta learn what i'm doing obviously but um I know Blake, he's like, he's doing, I've been talking to him a little bit and, uh, cause I have so much free time, you know, I might as well do something else. So what would be your style? Like your, your, your type of music that you would do? Tropical house. So if you know, what like, is Ky- that? you ever heard of Kygo? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So like his kind of music is like the music that talks to me and touches me the most. So like that exact mm-hmm. vibe, like a lot of like piano, like instrumentals, um, but just like that good feel good music. Did you know I, that there's like a legit DJ school? Yeah, I did I, not. I saw. Okay, because yeah. because when, when I saw Blake at the Bachelor Live tour, he was telling me he's like, "Yeah, I went to DJ school." I'm like, "Where the hell is a DJ school? I've never heard of it, but it sounds cool. It sounds like it'd be yeah. kind of, I mean, not kind of a pretty fun school." No, I think yeah, he went to one in Denver, so I'm gonna look for one in LA when all this stuff is 
dead and done, but I got my, got my laptop, got all the equipment. So. Oh, you're serious. I mean, why not pick up a passion and a hobby during this time? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you off the bat, have you changed your stance on coronavirus? Uh, (laughs) Are you talking about like, (laughs) I have to ask you, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Like from that one, like TMZ thing. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I I can, yeah, fully change my stance. Um, That was before every, I did. I used to think that, yeah, it was just kind of like a overblown thing, like unwarranted fear. Um, obviously it is not, I was one billion percent wrong. And, um, yeah, I apologize for those comments. Yeah, we'll call this the redemption podcast. You know, I want to give you a chance chance to clear things up. I don't know what I was thinking when I said that the guy called me off guard, but whatever. Yeah. Complete 180. So. Hey, I will say when I was still on the tour before everything got shut down and we had to be locked inside because I was on the tour with Ben and Ben seemed overly paranoid at that point. And I was like, oh, it'll go away. It's not going to be that bad. And then fast yeah. forward to a month later, I'm like, I am biting my tongue right now. It's, it's so, that bad. I get it. I know. It's, it's bad. But, yep. hopefully this, you know, kind of blows over soon. Who knows? Yeah. But you're doing your thing. You're quarantining. So you're doing your part, right? Yes. I, as much as people think I haven't been, I promise you I've been quarantining and social distancing here in Chicago. So for all of the listeners right now, you can't see us. We are on Zoom, so we're all looking at each other. But uh, Peter is quarantining. Um, I don't know if you missed at the top of this, but he is quarantining where? In uh, good old Chi-Town, Chicago. With? <laughs> uh with uh with good old chop chop kelly and dustin who's chop chop <laughs> that's uh that's what i that's the nickname i've given kelly that's like on the last um on her last episode in peru she's like chop chop give me the rose <laughs> and so now i just call her chop chop all the time oh okay uh, okay cute little nickname a little pet name uh <laughs> so i i well i i was gonna hold off on the kelly stuff but i i will ask you this and i'm hoping by the time that we've we're into this podcast that she wakes up i i really don't think she's asleep i just think that she's hiding but that's okay kelly that's hey, okay you know what? i'm gonna send a text there and give her no excuse because because we've always been kelly fans mm-hmm. so you know you got a friend in us on this podcast that's my sister in the law Hell so yeah. that's right yep exactly so my question is we saw the TMZ photos come out. Yeah. Whether you guys were aware that was going to happen or not, I don't know. You were in a pretty public place, so it's it wasn't shocking, I guess, that somebody caught, you know, you guys all hanging out. Right. Um, so I guess my question is, when you decided to do it, were y'all like, fuck it? You know what I mean? We're just going to go out, hang out. People are going to talk regardless. Let's go. Uh, honestly, so we, we had been cooped up in, um, in Kelly's apartment for like quite like almost like a week before that ever came out those pictures. And then finally it was a gorgeous day in Chicago. Um, they really, Dustin and Kelly really wanted me to do the river walk, which is like this gorgeous thing to do here. And at first we were going to do like a kind of hidden one closer to, uh, to Kelly's apartment, but then like, no, let's do the main one. Um, so we ended up doing it and, uh, honestly, like wore a hat, sack glasses, thought we'd kind of be good. Wasn't trying to like put it in people's faces at all. Um, and, uh, I, I, that first picture, I remember I literally, we were at like the, one of the slips there on the lake and like, I picked her up real quick, did like a little spinny thing just for fun. And then someone taking duck dust is like, well, someone just got a picture. And we're like, no. And then whatever, you know, Peter, people are like, always watching. You need to get a oh wig or something. I know. I know. Seriously. I need to like work on like a better disguise, but, um, 
I mean, listen, at that point too, I, I don't think, I know people were like kind of upset with the whole social distancing thing and they just didn't know. They didn't, you know, know the facts about what I had chosen to do at that point. So I totally get their frustration with that. Um, but now that I can kind of clear it up, um, we were social distancing. It was just us. And um, at that point, that river walk was still open. Like there was thousands of people on it. So that's uh, the problem, Peter. That's why people were upset. There were all those people there. Well, that, That's was, but that was allowed at that point. That the order had been allowed to you allowed to go walk and get exercise and get fresh air, and then the next day they closed it. So, <laughs> yeah, they because of you guys, honestly, no, you brought so much it. attention to the Riverwalk, they closed <laughs> it down. So, inquiring minds want to know how did you end up quarantining at Kelly's? Take uh, us back. Okay, yeah. Um, so I keep saying just with Kelly and I, it's been like very uh, serendipitous with just everything that's kind of happened from the very beginning, how we met before the show. Um, I don't know if everyone knows, but while the show was airing, um, we randomly ran into each other again in Miami uh, one, uh, at the Super Bowl. Um, that was crazy. Just a brief, brief, uh, you know, hello, how you doing? Bye. And then fast forward now to a couple of weeks ago uh, through some mutual friends. We ran into each other a third time out in L.A., got her number, started communicating. Uh, she's always been very supportive um, of me. And, you know, I've tried my best to be supportive of her. Some stuff ended up happening with her family, um, some like serious stuff, um, like health, health stuff. So she was kind of like in a just a sad place, a rough place. And um, she was by herself. Her roommates were in Chicago. Her family was in Florida, you know, quarantined. And so I decided to fly out, spend some time with her, try to take her mind off things. And, um, you know, that's what I did. Um, I also, it actually ended up just working out because, you know, obviously I still live at home and I fly still. I have to for the essential work. And I was like, it better to just like make this my home base and go back home and risk giving something to my parents, you know, who are in their 60s. And so it just made sense on all fronts. And, um, you know, I could be there for her and, you know, hopefully I put a smile on her face and, you know, distract her a little bit. Well, so that was nicely put without <laughs> being too specific. <laughs> Peter, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> I believe you. No, I believe you. <laughs> I want to dig because I want to know personally when the third time that you say there's mutual friends who kind of hooked you guys up to to bump into each other was that did that happen to be during uh, the women tell all? No, this was okay. this was way after all of that. She's I guess her her brothers are really good friends with um, Katie Agro. Um, oh yeah, and so I guess through that connection she was staying with them. I'm really good friends with Christian Haggerty, and um, I was out with Dylan and Devin one night, and then I. Dylan had been texting Christian, so I started texting Christian, and then we were like, "Yeah, come out and, and meet meet us." And uh, you know, <laughs> Kelly was with them like, "This is crazy." So, small world. serendipitous, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. I mean, I was in Miami for the Super Bowl, and I didn't run into either one of y'all. So, I mean, I guess it, I it really what, is what serendipitous. Is, right? Maybe they were hiding at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I'm no. excited that we have you and that you're finally clearing it up because I cannot begin to tell you the amount of DMs that I personally receive asking about you and if you and Kelly oh, are no. together. And I've, <laughs> I've said this on the podcast before with Rachel, like, People think just because we're part of this Bachelor world that we're on the show, like, we somehow magically know everything about everyone, and that's not the case. So, I don't or even... Or that know. we care to know. <laughs> don't even care to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's too many of us now. Like, there's no way. And right. so, I just that's don't true. even respond to people that ask me about you guys. So, everyone listening, you've heard it from the horse's mouth here. Peter... Horse's mouth. But, but listen, we're, we are, listen, we aren't dating right now. I can set that straight. Um... I, me personally, obviously, if I've learned anything, is to take things extremely slow and not rush into anything. I just was engaged. I just was finishing up another relationship. 
figuring out what was going to happen with that. So, um, you know, we're there for each other. Wait, Peter, I got to ask you a question. I'm sorry. Ask me. I believe you that you're not dating. 100% yeah. believe you. Um, I'd also like to point out that you are using Kelly's Zoom I, account. I, okay, <laughs> I okay. <know. laughs> I'm at her apartment. I don't have my Nothing laptop. gets past me. I, I, I've never was. I was. I was talking to Caitlin the other day, uh, doing a podcast, and she like didn't want to say it. She's like, "Oh, is he trying to hide this or something?" And then she's like, "So whose computer are you on?" I was like, "Oh, it's Kelly." So she's like, "Ah, oh, okay." I was gonna see if I, hide that. I don't think you're trying to hide anything, which personally I think is kind of refreshing. Yeah. It's. I think you've learned the hard way. Like a lot of leads that have had a difficult time, people have been hard on you. Like, let's just mm -hmm. call yeah. it what it is. And sure. they're going to be hard on you. Some people are going to like what you do. Some people aren't. So you just kind of have to live your life and cancel out all the other noise. And it seems like you're doing that. But yeah. back to what you said. You okay. said you're taking it slow and you're not dating. Yet right. you literally called where you are home right now. You said, oh, I'm just making this my home base. That kind of sounds fast. You see each other every day. Where are you know, quarantining? How many together. bedrooms does Kelly have? You know she's what got, I mean? She's got three bedrooms. No roommates. <laughs> okay, Peter, don't <laughs> even try to tell me that you and Dustin are in your own rooms. <laughs> we each have our own room. We got, and we got Sophie here too, Dustin's dog. So we're having a party. It's oh. a good time. It's just that, it, I mean, like, obviously it sounds like so much fun, you know, to have a group of people because a lot of people are alone right now. But right. it also doesn't sound like you're taking it slow. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. So I, the perfect way to get to know somebody is I, like this. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but I will use the defense that we are quarantining together. So we have no choice but to spend all of our time together. And I just, I'm grateful for that. Very grateful because we get along so well. Um, I just, yeah, I look up there and just have so much respect for her. So, so here's my segue into moving on. Do you feel like at this point, because how many weeks have you been quarantined in Chicago? Um, I'm guessing now like over, a little over two, two and a half maybe. So do you feel like you know Kelly better than you knew Hannah Ann or Madison at this point? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Segue. Go I ahead. <laughs> I know yeah. you do. You've been spending a lot of time with her. Yeah. You get to know I know more about like my this. husband now than I, I have. In the <laughs> I keep saying so. if, if couples can make it through this quarantine, when you are locked in together 24 seven, you can make it through anything after this. It's very true. Yeah. No, I, I've definitely gotten to know her very well. Um, everything that kind of makes her tick and just kind of like a noise or all that stuff. It's, it's, yeah. Been it's been really good. And you're still there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go ahead, Becca. Well, Peter, <laughs> we, we have so many questions for you. I mean, we have a list here, and I, I, I was up late last night writing in what I, I want to make sure to ask you because I'm sure I'm not the only one who wants answers to everything. I want to start, though, first by just kind of giving you the floor because, I mean, it's been a while now since your finale. We haven't really heard too much from you. You know, you didn't do a press tour once everything went down. You kind of just, I mean... Not went off the grid, but, you know, secluded away in Chicago. And so first and foremost, I want to know why, why now, why this timing do you feel like it's right to finally come out and chat with all of us and give your side? And then I really want you to just take it away. And I'm sure you have so much on your chest that you want to start off by saying and kind of clear the air on some things. Um, so we'll save our, our deep, dark, tough questions for a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, I um. I just, I just needed time uh, that, you know, after the whole show ended, obviously, you know, a lot had gone on there. Um, you know, I 
obviously, you know, yeah, I should have done the press tour, apologize for not really just being in the headspace to do that, but I just wasn't. Um, I, mean, I know Madison wasn't as well, and um, that was just a tough couple of days for us right after. Um, that was just kind of like the last thing on my mind. And um, obviously, there was a lot of stuff that had happened between Madison and I right after that show and, you know, into the next uh, two days. And then after that, you know, I just wanted to essentially just be there for my family. Um, I wanted us to just, you know, come together and um, support each other. We were going through a lot. There was a lot of, you know, comments, all the critics, everyone just, it was going, it was kind of crazy. It was insane. And um, yeah, I guess just press really was the last thing on my mind. Um, you know, fast forward now a couple of weeks and I really like it. I know it probably sounds crazy, but like I'm in a really, really good place right now. And I feel just really good. And um, I'm really happy to that, you know, that I do feel that way because it, it wasn't that way for a while um, after everything kind of ended and then just, you know, having to see so much stuff and so much hate, that stuff's hard. And that stuff like just really took a while to kind of like, you know, I knew I thought I had tough skin and this, you know, really tested that. And now I have even tougher skin. And um, yeah, I remember, you know, finally reaching out and like, you know, saying like, listen, I'm ready to, you know, kind of talk. And, and there's just, there was so much stuff out there that just people were making all these claims and assumptions on just, like you know guesses they, there were no facts like no factual stuff and so i'm like all right it's probably time for me to just clear some stuff up and and so that's why i felt comfortable doing it um yeah it's been a whirlwind crazy crazy experience but well and i will say this i mean for people that come from the show it's it's hard to kind of fathom like what we go through i think a lot of times like any contestant who comes from the show kind of gets objectified and people think that they know everything about us and they have their opinions and their comments. And it's hard enough coming out of the show, especially as a lead and having all of that attention fixated on you and you have it coming at all ends. Um, right. You hear great things and you hear terrible things. I can't imagine not only that, but then having that come towards your family members too and the people you love the most. Like right. I like props to you and I hope that you and your family, you know, have taken some time to talk and really sort things out and, and figure that out. Because if anyone was coming for my mom, like how people were coming for Barb, oh, I would have lost it. Like there's oh, yeah. no way I would have been able to handle that. And um I would not have stayed cool, calm, and collected by any means. Um, so props to you. I hope I. I actually want to know. So you know, we saw your parents take on after the final rose and kind of where they stood in regards to your relationship with Madison. Where are things now with you, and especially with your mom? Uh, we we are in a really good place as well right now, and and I. It's something that like our relationship is just so close. Uh, like I'm sure you guys have with your mom, and I just you know. I know she's just my number one fan and, you know, has only wanted what's best for me. Um, that whole thing obviously just came from a place of love. Could the delivery of everything have been, you know, so different? Absolutely. And, you know, she's the first one to admit that. Um, but, you know, from going down that stage to, um, or having that stuff happen on stage. And then, you know, I didn't go home like for a couple, cause I was still in the hotel um, being kept there for a couple of days after, but when I did go home, um, you know, it was just more of a, and the way my family dynamic kind of works is like, we are so close and yeah, did it kind of seem like a little much and a little dramatic when it was, you know, what transpired, but that's just like, that's also my family. And like, I feel like that's a lot of families to be honest in everyday life, just behind closed doors, you know, where people aren't going to agree all the time. Family members are going to just have their own opinions and be passionate about it. And after kind of reflecting on it, it almost like just made me even more proud of my mom that, you know, she, 
you know, obviously is very outspoken and will speak her mind. And, you know, being on live TV, being in that pressure situation and having all this pressure to kind of conform to like a, a, maybe a possibly a certain narrative, the fact that she didn't and doing that out of like her love for me is such a beautiful thing. Um, you know, delivery aside, like that's something that I just respect the hell out of my mom for and something I wish I could be a little bit more like her in regards to just like putting your foot down and just like, you know, speaking, you know, your, your true heart. Um, so we're doing really good. Um, we have that relationship where, you know, we come in and we give each other a hug and nothing is gonna, nothing is going to get in the way of that. And it's all good. We'll always have each other's back. Um, you know, we're family and, um, you know, those are the closest people to me and, uh, very lucky to have that kind of relationship. You know, I, and I'm glad that you guys are doing okay. I never had a doubt that you wouldn't be fine. Right. I think things just need, like needed to cool down. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think that, you know, it's not, it, to me, it was a cultural thing, which mm-hmm. I understood. And not many and people I, did. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just, in general, who watches the show. They don't understand things. I, I agree. And I think, like you said, your mom agrees. The delivery wasn't right, but I understood the passion and the intention behind it. Right. Um, you know, I reach out to your mom. I talked to your mom through DMs. She loves you, she loves you guys. <laughs> so I, I definitely understand it. I do have a question. Yeah. From what your mom said at the finale, do you still think that mother knows best? 100%. And, Me too. and you know, um, I, we can go into it if you guys want, but you know, like the next two days with Madison and I, you know, we had a lot of conversations and at the end of the day, at the end of that second day, we essentially were just proving my mom right. And, um, you know, I've always heard that. Yeah. Moms know best. And, you know, there's a reason that saying's out there and, and I think they do. I do have one main question. I mean, as you know, we did get Hannah Ann's take uh, during the finale. Um, right. The one question I have, and so I, and I told Hannah, Hannah Ann this too like watching that back obviously I can empathize with her and relate to her because I went through something so similar mm-hmm. I want to know and this is one thing that and I told her this I don't think when I was broken up with on TV and went through it all like I wasn't able to process it with the cameras there I was so blindsided and just I really blacked out like I legit did not know what to say and and in her case it seemed like she was much more vocal to you she she had a lot more to say to you as I I just hid in the bathroom and cried. But my question for you, and this is something that I had wanted to ask Ari during my or his after the final rose, and I just never did. When was the moment that it changed for you? Because during the proposal and that day, and we even talked to Neil Lane, seeing you, you looked so happy, so ecstatic. You were kissing the ring. You just seemed like complete 180 from what we saw go down. And so when was that one moment for you where things clicked and you're like, this relationship isn't going to work out and I have to now end things with my fiance. It was, um, man, that was just like, that was the, the absolute, like I keep saying that was just the hardest week of my life. And I remember, yeah, that interaction I had, you know, with Neil Lane before that had happened. Um, I remember, you know, the, their production was all setting up to film and that was in my hotel room and I was like outside in the living room area. And before that happened, like I like made an excuse to go into my room and just uh, get away from everyone for a second and just like close the door and just like really sat down and was like, because I was just struggling like no other. Obviously in regards to like what had happened with Madison and seeing if I could actually do this, like 
the heartbreak that I was feeling, could I actually pull myself together? Is this something that I truly felt like I, I should be doing? And I remember sitting there thinking that was like my last chance to maybe go a different direction. And I just sat there for probably 20 minutes just in my own head, like really like, what do I do? What do I do? Just so confused. And I, I'm, the reason I bring that up is just like this stuff, I, like I'm just be so honest, like I'm not obviously proud of it, but these, these questions, you know, began probably even before I even proposed. And I know looking back on it now, that should have been like a clear sign to me, but I did know that I loved Hannah Ann. I did know that I felt heartbreak in the past and that I could get over it. I would get over it. And did I want to possibly let this temporary pain that, yeah, I can't have time to process this right now, like a normal relationship and grieve it. Do I want to let this possibly take away something or prevent me from getting into something so beautiful down the road for the rest of my life? I made the decision to, to go forward and, and I guess, you know, kind of convince myself that I was ready to propose to Hannah Ann. Um, and again, I'm not proud of that, but that's the truth. And um, I kept just holding on to the love that I had for her and just what I, the potential. Um, and then I guess after the show is over now, you know, we would do happy couples and, you know, I got to see her, you know, three or four times. And during those visits, you know, I, I had, I love, like, I love Hannah Ann. I truly, I am such a big fan of Hannah Ann and I always will be. Um, we've always had a great time together. I just think that slowly but surely that I just noticed that maybe we weren't as compatible as I thought we were. And, and I say that in regards to possibly just like the two of us challenging each other in a relationship. I just didn't, I didn't necessarily feel it as much as I thought I was going to um, in those next couple of meetings. And listen, a little bit of it too was unresolved feelings for, you know, for Madison. And that was the stuff that I struggle with like no other. So as crazy of an answer, you know, obviously it started even before. Um, and um, that's not easy to admit, but that's the truth. And yeah. So I lied. Now I have questions. <laughs> I, have questions. I knew you were going to, Rach. <laughs> well, I, I'm listening to you talk. Do you feel that you were pressured into proposing to Hannah Ann? I was ask, yeah. I... <sighs> I think it was just my own self-imposed pressure. I, I really do think that like, I, yeah, did I, I didn't need to come out of this. What was that? No, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't like need to go into the show and like come out of engage. And like, if I don't like, it really wasn't like that, but I don't know I, at that, at the end there, I just, I saw such like a, I really did. I saw all the potential in the world for an amazing relationship. I had never, ever felt ever felt the love from someone like Hannah Ann had showed me ever in my entire life. And that was one of the biggest things that I was looking for coming into this process. And she showered that on me like no other. Similarly to how I've felt like I've given that to women in the past that haven't, that, you know, haven't reciprocated it to me. I finally found that. And I was like, I can't, I can't lose this girl. Like this girl is like, she's just amazing in every way. She's perfect in every way. Almost seems like too good to be true, but that's just who Hannah Ann is. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. I mean, I'm a little bit from the show. Yeah, sure. I can, yeah, I can admit that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was a tough, tough week for me. So Peter, that last week, especially that last day, then do you think, like, did it ever cross your mind to just say, you know, I, I still love Hannah Ann, even though I am heartbroken from Madison leaving, but instead of committing and, you know, getting down on one knee and giving her that ring, did it ever cross your mind to just say like hey let's stay together let's see where this goes let's not put the pressure of an engagement on this relationship but i still want to see where our relationship can go it did 
It, it totally did. And my thought process in that just was, I felt a little bit of it, you know, and, and granted, looking back, I probably would have, you know, wish that I would have done that. But in the moment I was thinking, you know, it might just be, I was trying to put myself in Hannah Ann's shoes. And like, if someone said that to me, like it, it would obviously pull me back and take a couple steps back now thinking how serious you actually were in the relationship. And, you know, a, a lot of the show too, it's like, it's a beautiful, beautiful moment that you two can share together and remember for the rest of your lives. And while, yes, I can admit that I was heartbroken and I was dealing with a lot of stuff at that time. Again, I kept looking to what could be with us. And I didn't want to possibly take a beautiful moment that we could look back on and I'd be like, so happy that I did do it. And we have it documented now, you know, for, for the rest of our lives. Like that was a big reason why I wanted to do the show was, you know, to hopefully have my story documented that I could pass down, you know, my kids and my grandkids and they could all see it. And um, again, that's, that probably wasn't the best thinking, but that's what was going through my head. So when we had Hannah Ann on the show, she, you know, like she gave her side and her, like how it affected her and everything. Yeah. And one of the things that she said that really stood out to us was that when your season started, that's when you started to question things. Maybe you were already questioning them internally, but you started to say things to her that made her feel like, okay, maybe we aren't where I thought we were. So yeah. did making the season back, because like first, first, maybe first episode, you had your date with Madison. I think they, the right, structure yeah. was different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So watching that first date, is that when you started to say, oh, I need to actually start telling her how I feel? Is, it, is, is that when it started for you? Because then, and this is the follow-up, the second episode was with Hannah Brown, and then right. she made that comment on stage, oh, you felt like you need a closure with Hannah Brown. Right. Um, so I obviously was, you know, dealing with it internally um, in regards to just my feelings still for Madison at that point and hadn't really vocalized that to her. Obviously, I, when, the, when I saw the first episode, um, it, it made it tough for me. It really didn't. Obviously, it was like a really great memory for me. It was a great first, you know, one-on-one -on -one date with Madison. And um, that was like the first time that I opened up to Hannah Ann about kind of where, where I was struggling. And I, I struggled with that so much because that's the last thing I want to be putting on her is, yes, yeah, she's like, you know, she's my person now and you should feel comfortable leaning on that person and, and sharing anything with them and, you know, venting to them. But it's like, that's so inappropriate and so weird and not what she wants to hear. Um, especially them being the final two in the end. So I, like, I was like, how do I go about this the right way? Um, but then I just continued to open up and really let her know like where I was struggling and why I felt what I felt. I just felt like I needed to tell her that and she needed to know. And, um, and then in regards to like, you know, with, with Hannah Brown, um, listen on stage when she made those comments, but, and she, she brought up, yeah, we, uh, brought up the closure with Hannah Brown, 100% true. Um, what that was in reference to though, was, so we had watched the first two episodes, I think like in December, we had gone like the copy before, obviously it all aired. And um, we were watching it at our first happy couple weekend. And I guess Hannah Brown had been given the copy too. And so she watched it. And then Hannah Brown had reached out to me on Instagram and direct messaged me and said that, um, Hey, like I had just seen the first episode. That was really rough, tough to watch. Like, you know, um, like, how are you doing with all that? Like, I don't know how, how I feel about it. Um, and so then when I got that, that's when I went to Hannah Ann and I was like, Hey, listen, Hannah Brown had reached out to me. I want to see if you're comfortable with me, like continue to talk and possibly give her closure, give me closure and all this because of how everything ended. Would you be okay with that? Um, and she, you know, obviously was a little like uneasy about it. 
understandably. And, uh, but finally I was like, listen, as long as just don't see her in person, but yeah, you can, you guys can talk about it and, um, and, and, you know, handle all that stuff. So I said, okay, uh, thanks. And then, you know, Hannah and I, Hannah Brown and I just, um, continued to talk through things and she had been getting some like neg- negative, like reactions from the, you know, from the first episode and the second one when it actually started airing too. And so we're just being supportive of each other. I've always been, you know, that way for Hannah Brown as she's been for me. And that's what that was in regards to. What kind of closure in that scenario were you looking for? Because it seems like the way that you guys left it on the show when, you know, she was in your dressing room and you guys had that moment, it seems like it ended there. So what kind of closure I, for me as a viewer, like what was missing? Like, what did you both still need? I guess, well, I know you can't speak for Hannah Brown, but what did you need in that instance? Right. Um, listen, and when, when I like, I guess when I say closure, um, I just like, I had brought that word up to Hannah and just because Hannah Brown was expressing to me that she didn't feel good about watching the episode. So like for me, I was, you know, I was, I was moved on and I, I really was. And I was, you know, at the end of the show, I kept thinking, to be honest, I kept thinking they were going to bring Hannah Brown at the finale and they were going to somehow sure, why not? possibly see, you know, what I would do. But I really was like, I had had the closure that I needed. Um, was it tough to watch? Absolutely. But closure wasn't hundred, like, wasn't necessarily for me. Um, with, but back to that first episode and that whole date, honestly, um, we just ran out of time and we had to go to a night portion of the date later on. And, uh, the conversation had to get wrapped up. It wasn't necessarily an arguing. We were told we had to, we had mm-hmm. to finish it. And, um, and so it kind of left just like, it was a little bit weird and odd because here we are. And we're obviously two people that have had strong feelings for each other in the past. And we're reminiscing on that and, and not knowing what to do. I, I, I told people like in that moment, I, it didn't get aired, but I told her like, I'll leave the show right now. I got the bachelor. If like, if this is something you want to pursue and, um, you know, you go from that and you have that serious, serious conversation. And then it literally just was like, all right, guys, the time's up. We have to, we have to wrap this. And so we gave each other a hug and, um, and just like wish each other well. And then I, I left and that, and that's how it ended. It was like, not the most ideal way to end something like that. Yeah. Well, in that, on the show too, and what we saw is that basically when Hannah, Hannah B said that, you know, if you're single at the end of this, talk to her. So since then, I mean, obviously we don't know what's going on with her and Tyler and whatnot, but I mean, does that offer still stand or have you even heard from her to this day? We've, we've mm-hmm. talked uh, since I did get her number from when she started uh, DMing me on Instagram. And, you know, we've just been very, very supportive of each other. Um, I saw her at Dylan and Hannah's uh, engagement party. Um, and just really, just really cordial. And, um, you know, there's no love lost there at all. And, um, She's just been someone that I've been able to lean on a lot. And she's like literally always been there for me. Just any advice I needed, just the vent. Like she's been someone that I've been able to go to and it's a really safe space and very grateful for her doing that for me. But there's nothing there between the two of you. No, nothing, nothing romantically us, you know, pursuing each other. Um, No. Great. So Madison, wait, are you done with Hannah Ann? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can. Keep rocking and rolling. Well, oh wait, I guess I will ask you: Have you spoken to Hannah Ann since the finale? Um, not since the finale. So just when when uh when the breakup day happened, um, you know, she obviously left, and then later that day it was you know I just sent her you know long text, just kind of obviously just apologizing again, just saying essentially that I'll always me and my family will always be there for her no matter what, and 
I sent a, a long text to the, you know, her family as well. We had a group text chain going. Never heard back from anyone. I, I called Hannah Ann once later that day. Obviously, she didn't, you know, she didn't pick up. She didn't really want to talk to me. And um, yeah, so then I saw her AFR. I talked with her dad a couple times. He had called me um, on two occasions leading up to AFR, just kind of trying to ask about um, where my head was at and what, what possibly might happen, what he could expect, just out of you know protection, protecting his daughter, which I understood. Um, and I tried to give him as much as I could. But obviously, contractually, I wasn't necessarily allowed to do so much. So that was that was tough for me. Um, but I haven't talked to Hannah and after. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I get that. And rightfully so. Like her new brand now, too, is, you know, she stood up to you and, you know, found her voice and, you know, moved on from that. So I think it would, right. like, you know, be backtracking. So, exactly. No, and that's the last thing. You know, that's just, no, I, I believe me. I want her to just thrive and just absolutely have the most amazing, beautiful life ever. Find her person. And I, I truly like, I love that girl. I always will. And uh, no matter how she feels about me, um, I'll always, always want the best for her. Well, is Kelly friends with Hannah Ann and Madison? She, yeah, she is. Um, Kelly or was is, she? And maybe she's not now seeing the new circumstances. No, she, Kelly and Hannah Ann have talked. Um, and they're, they're, they're very, yeah, cordial. It's been very friendly. Um, you know, she's, uh, Hannah Ann's been, you know, I guess, understanding of everything um, from what I've heard. And I know they have talked, I don't know about uh, with Madison, but um, I do know that Hannah Ann and Kelly are good. Good. I like to hear that. I want to know, I mean, obviously we don't know what's going on with filming future seasons because of this whole coronavirus going on. But like if Hannah Ann or Madison or any of the other girls like Kelly or I'm sorry, Kelsey, for that matter, were to go on Paradise or potentially become Bachelorette in the future, would that be weird for you? Or are you at the point where you do truly wish them the best and you're just like, you know what? You do you. I I promise. Like, I really am at that point. Um, do I still see, like, I know how I felt about them just a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Um, and I, I say, I've said that before, like, I, I, was, I asked that question um, from Chris on Hannah Brown's season. Like, it's the same for them. I will always have love in my heart for them. Like, they are two very important people to me that through two months, we had an amazing, amazing experience together and, and relationship. And, um, but I, trust me, like, I, would that be weird? Obviously seeing them probably with someone else. Yeah, I, I think so. But I really, I just want them to be happy and um, just want the best. For them. I think it would be weird if it, depending on who it was, right? Yeah. Like if you saw them with another Bachelor Nation person, it would be like, whoa. If it you was, know? yeah, if one of the guys, I think from like Hannah Brown season, it might be a little bit stranger, but I can't, you know. Right. Say, then you'd be pot kettle. Look look yeah. where you are right now, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite at all, so. <laughs> Um, okay, Madison. Mm -hmm. So where to even start with this? I will preface this by saying I was so pro Matt, you and Madison together until yeah. you, you all had the second date and she spoke about her faith. Totally fine. I'm a Christian as well. And, um, then I guess it was the next week where then she told you, she gave you the ultimatum, call it what you want. It's what it was. <laughs> and disagree, but okay. But didn't, but then didn't tell you that she was saving herself for marriage. Okay. So that's when things started to change to me because things don't make sense. And I think, and my hope is to get some clarity here because what you guys say, and by that I mean you and Madison, 
based on what she does or you do doesn't add up and doesn't make like they don't match up your words don't match up with your actions and i think that's where i get confused so okay. then i have to deduce like logically try to figure out okay well then this is what makes sense based on actions right actions mm -hmm. speak louder than words sure so i'm trying maybe becca you go in because i'm trying to figure out where i want to start with this with this line of questioning to try to understand your relationship with Madison. Well, and I think this is a good point. You you use the word ultimatum, Rachel, and Peter, when she threw that out there, you said, you know, I agree to disagree with you. We haven't had a conversation with you and we haven't had one with Madison yet. I think when that uh, episode aired, I believe that week we probably had talked to Chris Harrison or something and he obviously gave his take, but it's not you or Madison. And so you felt like it wasn't an ultimatum, but what makes you say that? Just because uh, if I were to say that, I feel like I would just be a hypocrite because the very first night of the entire, you know, the show, that opening night in the mansion, uh, in my opening toast to all the women, I asked them to please, whatever is on your heart, always feel comfortable sharing that with me. Don't hold back, whether it's good, bad, ugly, you think it's going to hurt my feelings, piss me off, or make me happy, or you're feeling it for me, please, I want this to be an open connection where you can feel comfortable. And so, yeah, it was later, way later on in the, in the whole journey there. But all that Madison was doing, she wasn't telling me you have to do this or this. She simply had something on her heart that she felt I should know. We were in a relationship. And in my opinion, that's completely acceptable for someone to express how they're feeling and if I were to do something, it would make it really difficult for them to continue and they'd possibly have to reevaluate. She was never making a, you have to do this or this. She said, listen, this is how I'm going to feel. I feel like you should know this. It's important because we are dating. If you do this, then this. Right? That's an ultimatum. You can call it whatever you want. It doesn't mean that she can't express it to you, like to express how she's feeling I, you know, and I don't want to argue whether it is an ultimatum or it isn't. My issue more so is, did you feel a certain way knowing that, you know, you and Madison had this relationship, you constantly defended her with your family saying, you don't know Madison like I do. So obviously you guys shared a lot that we didn't get to see, and mm -hmm. we didn't really see the development of your relationship. So did it not bother you that she could be so upfront about everything except that? No, that, that did. And I, I asked her, you know, why, why she didn't express that stuff to me earlier on, why she waited so long. And I do think that it would have probably made a difference in possibly my actions moving forward. I can't say for sure, because I truly wanted to stay so present and, and um, intentional with each of the other two relationships going forward into that week. But I, yeah, I questioned that. And her response to me was, and, and I, I, I can I can understand it is the timing of our relationship started off with the first date. We were the very first one on one. Maybe not something you bring up on the very first date when you just 100%. OK, so it wasn't going to happen there. Group dates during the daytime. It doesn't happen. You're having sure. a fun time doing something in the night portions. If you do see the person, because it's not always guaranteed. It's a quick, maybe 10 minutes. You, it's not necessarily something super, super allowable to have like a really deep, important conversation. So I, I agree. Pass there. The next date was in the one-on-one -on -one was in Peru and we had an amazing uh, part of the day. And then the night portion, she did open up a lot to me about stuff and her faith and she could have brought it up there. I could have seen that was the one opportunity for her to do it. If she wanted to, I think I maybe 
and as she told me, she's like, I wasn't expecting you to kind of like have the conversation go that way when I expressed to her that I was falling in love with her. I think that might have, might have thrown her off a little bit in regards to what she fully wanted to get out. Maybe, maybe not. Um, and then it just, to be honest, is like you look for the times where it could have been really appropriate because we don't get time off camera um, for her to have told me it. It was kind of difficult just how the timing worked out. Do you think religion is a difficult conversation to discuss with someone when you don't know what their belief is? Yeah. Exactly. I do, too. Yeah. And when she had that second date with you, I thought, wow, good for her. You know, yeah. she's like, this is what I believe. This is my faith. Um, this is what I want out of a husband. And to me, it was the golden opportunity to express all of it. And that's why I'm very curious as to what you thought about that, because I thought, well, why would you hold that back? You have admitted that it probably would have affected your decision moving forward. You don't know for sure, because hindsight, we, we just don't know. But it would have made you kind of go, huh, OK, that's that's I wasn't expecting that, especially since you were you said you wanted the women to be open from night one and mm -hmm. you gave that speech to the women that first night, you also were very honest with them. You're a very open person, intimate, believe in having that intimacy with your significant other. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't, you don't hold back from that. I mean, even in front of your family. Right. So I think my question was, when, I, when she said, when she didn't tell you, but then as the, from the audience, we knew at that point that she was saving herself for marriage. I just didn't think that it was fair to go on the season with a man who has expressed is, is sexual, has expressed that intimacy is important to him. So it's not like you're going on Sh Sean Lowe's season, right? Mm -hmm. He's going on your season. Okay. Peter, sex at a windmill four times, blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> just saying that's how yeah. you were. That's how you were billed right, to America. I get, it, I get it. Yeah. So she comes on your season knowing that she wants to save yourself, knowing that you're this person. Did you ever question yourself? Why would you come on my season knowing that I'm this way only to possibly eliminate yourself for that reason? Definitely questioned it. Brought up a lot of questions to her in kind of reference to that. And I think to kind of start with, um, you know, I remember asking her like, so why did you, cause I heard a lot of people saying, you know, you, you most likely knew Peter and like what he kind of was about and the person he was and what he was comfortable and what he wasn't comfortable with doing. Why did you feel like that would be the right person to go on the bachelor for And, you know, she came back and she was, and that just it is annoying to her to hear because she's never been someone that wanted to judge. Like, I truly don't feel like Madison is a judgmental person, like at all. She can be very, you know, prideful and that's like a great quality too. Um, but she is not someone that I think is, is, is a huge judger. And, um, you know, she said, she said, listen, I didn't want to, just because of what your past was, like, I'm not going to judge you at all on that, hold anything against you. Like I, if this was going to work for us, let's take from that point on moving forward of, of, you know, any possible judgment if you wanted to use, she had, you know, she actually had been someone that had been, I guess, nominated by like a family friend to come on the show. And it wasn't necessarily her at first and she didn't know she wanted to do it. And she thought about it a lot and kind of let the process run. And then until she had to actually make a decision if this is something she wanted to do. And then she was, you know, from what she told me, it was something that she just decided like, why not? You know, this, this could be a, you know, an amazing opportunity to go find someone. Why not? Will it work? I have no idea, but why not? Um, I think maybe a little bit of it 
I, if I had to guess, was her in the beginning thinking, eh, I don't know if this is my person, but like this could be a really cool opportunity. I'll be fair. But I do know that that quickly changed with her. And she quickly realized, no, this is someone that I really actually am feeling something for. Um, and again, I don't think there's really anything wrong with that because it, you, people that you want to say, oh, I came on just for you. And I knew I was in love with you from the beginning. Don't know if I buy it. Um, so her honesty with that is something I appreciated. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm not trying to like defend her too much in all this. No, but- I'm just very curious since we haven't had an opportunity to talk to her. So I'm just curious as to what your thoughts were about that. Because I totally agree with that. You have no idea at the beginning how it's going to be. And then you slowly start to see yourself fall, which right. is usually in, in most cases. And but then I, my thought is still, OK, so why couldn't you be fully open about what is so important to you and what you so value. If you value it like that, why are you waiting until, you know, the 13th hour right. to finally say something? I, I is wish where I get confused. I, I do wish you would have. I, and yeah, I, think, I think maybe the fear might have been she would have gone home and she yeah. didn't want to go home for whatever reason that may be. That's fair. It's, oh my God, if I tell him this, maybe I'll go home. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. Um, I, she, she wouldn't have gone home, but, um, I could totally see her in that moment. Yeah. Having those thoughts. Do you think, and this is something that we've talked about, obviously without you and trying to say like the what ifs. So say you get, you got to that fantasy suite week, obviously that week in itself was very different for your season because this was the one time all of the girls were still living together under the same roof during that very weird, intimate week uh had it gone differently and I know you don't necessarily have a say in the dates and who goes when but had Madison gone first had you spent that first overnight with her maybe Mm -hmm. just talking maybe just getting to know one another and went on after that with the other two women do you think anything would have panned out differently do you think she still would have had that moment where she potentially was like look I can't do this I have to remove myself or do you think that would not have taken place had she gone first yeah, no, it w- it wouldn't have, or it would have changed things if she would have gone first, um, and I would have known that. Uh, obviously, we would have probably most likely yeah discussed that um, in the fantasy suite. Even look now, knowing what I know, um, if I would have had a fantasy suite with her, you know, we wouldn't have spent the night with each other. We would have she would have been comfortable talking with me, you know, for a couple hours. But that's something also that you know she had mentioned to me. She is saving for marriage. Um, is just that kind of time just spent with, you know, someone overnight, even with nothing physically happening. Um, something I can totally respect. Uh, but yeah, if I, if I would have had her first, um, I would have had a little bit more knowledge about everything. And again, it, the, the hardest part for me was I always tried my best to be so intentional with each relationship and just get lost in that relationship. That's what I did from the day one till the very end. That's how I felt I could actually make this work for me. And, but I, yeah, if you asked that question, yeah, I think it but, would have been different. But if so, if that were the case, then and you know, you had Madison's fantasy suite night first, move on to the next two girls. I mean, because you yourself admitted when she asked you that night, you know, like, have you been intimate with these two other women? And you and I will say, I think you handled that situation. Yeah, so you well. did. Like, kudos Thank to you, you for how you approached it, because that's a really, really tough situation. Had like, would would you have gone in and still been intimate with those girls because of 
you know, it's it's an important part to relationships, as, as you've said yourself. And so I don't under, like, I can't imagine you not having the same reaction and moment and evening with the other two girls. Like, for me, it's like... If you want it's going to be intention, if you're going to be intentional right. and put yourself in every single relationship, right. well, then and, it's inevitable. And it's like you, you want to right, exhaust... Yeah every relationship till you get to the end if that's where it needs if that's what you need to do to get there to figure out each relationship and what is truly best for you at the end of this you probably would have still had to do the same things and so in my mind then it makes it tough to see like had she gone first yes maybe you would have gone into the next two nights and the next two dates with the other two women knowing how she would have felt but at the end of the day like things still probably would have taken place to i think like allow for to still have that moment of being like maybe i do need to remove myself uh, no i i think you're right um yeah i can't yeah, say I can't for see. sure what i would have done I, I guess i'll take that back i i do i believe it possibly could have changed things it definitely listen would have given it a lot more gravity if i would have known that stuff before and listen um peter would you have pulled a colt in and just ended the season and been like i'm all in with this one girl <laughs> no i'm not gonna say that but i i just Again, it would have just given it a lot more gravity, the whole situation. And but then what you guys are saying, it's that's what I said as well. Like while I was, you know, on the show, like I wanted to be intentional. I wanted to get lost in that relationship and explore everything I needed to. I've always felt and I still feel like intimacy is a huge, important part of the relationship. I have different views, obviously, than Madison in regards to that and what I'm saving it for, not saving it for. And that's totally fine that we have those different views. But for me, um, I guess, you, like you say, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. We'll never know because I'll never be put in that situation again. She says that you're not compatible. She talks about you, you guys not being compatible. There's just too many differences. You just have two different lifestyles. Right. Whether she realized that with you, with talking to your family, that was the conclusion that she came to. And so she felt it was best to self-eliminate. I actually agreed with that uh, decision. So then we see what happens, move forward. You gauge to Hannah Ann. You break up with Hannah Ann. Then the moment you break up with Hannah Ann, what is your thought? Is your thought, I can go pursue Madison? Or are you? did you reach out to her? Tell the truth, because I've seen these rumors that yeah, apparently no. y'all have mutual friends and y'all were hanging out. So go ahead. Yeah, no, we, so we do have a mutual friend um, that she had met um, on the first date. Um, so one of my close friends from high school, she had met her on that first date at my parents' vow renewal ceremony, and they had stayed close and connected. Um, we would talk, you know, to that mutual friend, I guess, both of us, obviously on our own. And, uh, you know, she did it. My friend did a good job of respecting each other's privacy and not like, she wouldn't tell me anything that Madison was saying. Like she wouldn't, she was really respecting that. And that's why I knew I could obviously trust her to do the same. Um, did I have like when the relationship ended with Hannah Ann, did I have thoughts about possibly reaching out? I did, but I just felt like that. I, that wasn't my place to do it. She had left me. I did not leave her. And if anything like that was ever going to happen, it was like, I just didn't see how it'd be right for me to go reach out to her. Like she'd already said no to me once. And um, so that's why I didn't. So prior to breaking up with Hannah Ann, you, you yourself had no contact with Madison up until that point. Correct. And then afterwards, then I guess I'm confused. And so we see Chris Harrison go to Madison, bring Madison back to you. And you didn't expect to see her. So did you have a conversation with Chris to be like, yeah, maybe go get her? Did you know any of this was going down? 
I knew none of that was going down. The only thing I knew about was one of the, one of my producers had just mentioned to me like, Hey, if you see some pictures, uh, Madison's with like a film crew right now, I guess they went to like in Auburn in her hometown and, um, they couldn't tell me what it was about. And that's kind of like, they just wanted to give me a heads up. Hey, you might see some pictures. Like, don't like freak out. I was like, oh, okay. But no, did you think she not... was going to be bachelorette? Did she think it? No. Did you think that? I definitely thought there was a chance for that. Um, and I guess that's where, did I think possibly something could be going on in regards to like me? I did, but I didn't know for sure. Um, so that's why when she did surprise me, I obviously was very shocked and not expect to see her there. I was, I was told I was going to talk to Chris that day. And so like, they mm -hmm. just had me doing some B roll looking around and, um, and then I hear the heels come in. I'm like, that, what? And then that's when I saw Madison. Yeah, that interaction was weird. I'll just be honest. Y'all yeah. didn't. I knew you were caught off guard. I could tell you were surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she knew she was coming to see you. Right. And it was just off. Like, she didn't seem that excited. I mean, she, we had just seen her say that she still loves you. Right. Obviously, you still loved her. You didn't express it then, but we learned it. I just, and you being the person that you are, just just very passionate, y'all just seem like, okay, here we are. It just didn't seem It was kind genuine. of underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what, what was that? I, I agree. And because I even, I think even to on stage at AFR, people, I've heard comments like that just the chemistry didn't really seem there at all. Oh like, yeah. It was yeah. not okay. It, it wasn't. You're, you're right. You're totally right. I, I don't know if it was just nerves. It was, it was just being, you know, uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't know what it was, uh, that you, you guys bring up a really valid point. It, yeah. It seemed a little odd. Well, I agree. Do you think it had something to do with, and, and Rachel and I, I think talked about this on the same podcast that we had Hannah Ann on. So basically I think my, like, as a viewer, I felt like I was lacking in that entire ending scenario because basically Madison had removed herself because she felt like you guys weren't compatible. Your lifestyles didn't maybe line up um, and she just couldn't see it working in the long run. So she then removes herself at the end only to then come back after talking with Chris. And, you know, she she told Chris, like, I love Peter. Who knows where this could go? Let's see. So she then comes to surprise you in LA. But really, like what was going through my mind that entire time was that like nothing's changed up until that point. Like, yes, maybe she still loves you and has those feelings, but if ultimately she felt like the lifestyles weren't gonna be compatible, like that's still the case. Like nothing is any different besides like Chris saying, like, oh, Peter ended his engagement with Hannah Ann. So mm -hmm. I feel like if I were to be you or her, and this is just me being me and how I would react, I would like I probably wouldn't have gone out to L.A. because I would have still been like, OK, yeah, you can love somebody. But at the end of the day, some relationships just don't work out because you aren't compatible. And so for me watching it, I was like, what is going on? Because she was very like adamant about one thing and that thing is still present. But now she's doing something to like try and see if it could maybe work I, it just it didn't line up and maybe that's yeah. what was causing the tension and why it seemed off and before right. you answer to piggyback what on what becca's saying is she eliminates herself because you had been intimate during the same week with another woman mm -hmm. and then you propose to a woman you obviously are intimate with her you, you commit to possibly spending the rest of your life with this person which is even more than just 
you know, being intimate with women during fantasy week. And she can come back after that, but not come back, but not deal with what she dealt with when the season was going on. Yeah, those are two good points. And I think real quick on the second one, I think that probably was a reason that it seemed very uncomfortable um, from her. Obviously, for, for me, I was probably picking up on that body language and just the vibe. But I do know that, like, you know, stuff that didn't make it, um, that didn't air, we had more of a conversation than aired. Um, you know, she did feel, you know, like a little bit uncomfortable in regards to me. Just it was tough for her to take the fact that I'd, you know, been engaged. That was hard for her to swallow. And obviously, coming out and making an effort to come and possibly see if there's still something here with me was uncomfortable for her because she didn't want to be stepping on Hannah Ann's toes. And I remember her being like very thoughtful of that and kept like just wanting to make sure that she, if we were going to do this, it'd be like done the right way. So I think I get it. Like it, it seems a little odd. Why could she be not okay with fantasy suite week, but coming after, you know, an engagement just ended. Um, I definitely think she was uncomfortable about that, but what well, I was she, did you ask her that question? Yeah. And she told me that like, she straight up told me like in our conversation that she just, she didn't know the best way to go about this. Um, she had obviously, when she had gone back home, she had started really processing everything that had just happened. And, you know, she realized that her feelings for me weren't going away. Um, she like really struggled that for a while and kind of to what you were saying, Becca. Um, yeah. Ultimately, listen, did our differences and, and lack of compatibility be the reason that we stopped things? Yes. But she admitted to me that, she thought like her exact words were, and obviously like I'm very different than, you know, possibly her dad or whatnot, but, and all the respect in the world for her dad. But she told me, she's like, I kept thinking that I wanted someone just like my dad. And that's kind of how like, I just grew up and people that I've dated. And then after reflecting on everything in, in the months that ensued, she said that she realized that she doesn't need anyone like her dad because she's just like her dad. And the fact that I am, you know, different in a lot of ways actually were qualities that she realize why she fell for me and you know she admitted that um and so that's i think why you know she elected to kind of like restart this and give this you know hopefully another chance with us again ultimately when we really just had an honest honest conversation with each other the two days after afr and it was just me and her and we said listen let's completely remove our heart our feelings from this conversation and only speak logically about if this is possible can this work the answer was was no and yeah go ahead but, peter i'm sorry no but like i mean i just i think that what you saw there was 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 two people that obviously had strong feelings for each other and yeah there was a reason initially why we we, we ended but um weren't ready ready to completely give up on those feelings and again from what she realized like you know she said she had dated a lot of other guys that were different from me that were like what she thought she wanted they weren't working out for a certain reason and so this is something that she realized, you know, before she came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it gets it makes sense to me. It just what doesn't make sense is, OK, so you'll have that talk. Glad That was one of my questions. So glad to know after we saw you guys meet for the first time since the breakup, um, you guys had a full out conversation and everything. That's great. So I would imagine that you continue to talk yeah. from then up until the finale, which is. Yeah kind of why the message you kept giving the like Becca and I and other outlets is we don't know how this is going to end. We don't know how right. this is going to end. So I'm curious as to what was the game plan coming into the finale? Like what, what was it supposed to be? How were you guys supposed to, because 
I think the most shocking thing is two days later, y'all are done. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what the hell was all that for? You stood up to your family. You know, you you profess your love for each other and how difficult you know it's going to be and you're going to work at it. Only for two days later, you guys end it, which is why mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought it was staged. I'll yeah, just say that. And it, and it was not. Yeah, I, I got that. I, I've heard that, but it was not staged. I can promise you guys that. We, um, we didn't see each other until this on stage live finale. We did talk, obviously we FaceTimed a lot and we just had a lot of those, you know, talks that we needed to have that I wish we would have had way sooner that we could have had in the fantasy suite, you know, with time off camera. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy, but really the main, the first time that her and I ever spent time alone off camera was when the, after the show ended. And that was just like crazy for like such a serious relationship to, for that to have been the first time. But, um, we really didn't know what we were going to do. And we knew that like, obviously there were still feelings there, but going into the, the finale, we really didn't know what we were going to do. And I don't like looking back on it. I'm confused as why we didn't like, didn't see each other before. Um, it was an option. And like, I, I, I wanted to do it. And, you know, I remember her saying stuff like, well, maybe we should just like make this like really authentic on stage and like, not like have that be the first time. And, and, and I saw, I saw some of that like validity and, um, but I remember like Peter. A day or two before I saw, I remember, listen, I, I remember a day or two before I was like, I think I need to see her. I need to see her. And at that point, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter, for somebody, I Becca, back me up on this. When you love somebody and you have those happy couple weekends or you haven't seen anybody, you are itching. There is like, you are I, dying to see that person inside and the and I get you saying I wanted to see her I mm-hmm. wanted to see her and to hear that she was like mm, maybe we should wait because it's more authentic on stage are you putting on a show or are you trying to get to know each other well, that's where I have the conflict and and you guys had already had so much lost time and there was so much time that need to be made up I think to make to really solidify the relationship and so if I was the two of you, I would have like from the moment she had flown out to L.A. to try to rekindle things with you that entire time. I would have been like, look, we need to be together. We need to see if we can make this work. We need to make up for all of the last time there needed. Like, I think for a relationship and for like you want to be with someone, as Rachel said, you want to spend those happy couple moments together. Um, And so to me, like I wouldn't have reacted that same way. I would I would not I would have been so terrified to get on stage and have there be so many unknowns. Like I would have wanted And that's why it was awkward. I would have now wanted I get to it. have you by my side, Peter, to really back each other up, to support one another, to feel super solid in that. And so I mean, and I if you had the opportunity I, to do it, we, shit, you should have. And, and it wasn't it wasn't all her. I like I agreed to it too. Like I it wasn't just her, oh, this is how no, it has I know to you be. agreed. I just think um, the common thing, theme that a lot of people saw is it looked like you were giving 100% and 100% wasn't being given back to you. That's just kind of how it comes off to an audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious as we know how your family felt about Madison. Yeah. We saw it all play out. I don't really want to get into all that, but I, I have to ask, why did your family feel a certain way about Madison? And I mean, like, not just a feeling like it was it was like a, a steadfast thing. And it went from father, mother, brother, you know, let your mom tell it friends as well. So why were their feelings so strong against Madison? 
I think all of that stuff really did start in Australia when they, when they were out there and it was like the family visits and the, the you know, Hannah Ann had gone first and that went, she just knocked it out of the park. My family fell in love with her immediately. Obviously I, I knew why. And um, it just was such a great day. And the second day comes with Madison and just boom is granted. This is all my doing that got her in this headspace. And I can, I can take that responsibility, but she was not in a good headspace at all. And like the talks about, you know, being outside the house for three hours, waiting, having my parents wait was 100% true. That was, that was the case. Um, and I was essentially trying to like convince her of why I felt like we needed to like at least put this stuff behind us and talk to my family. You know, they just flown halfway around the world. If we go in, if I go in and say, listen, Madison just can't talk right now. Like that's just not going to be a good look. So she and didn't want to talk to your family. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't feel like she was in the right headspace to be able to go do that. Okay. And so I, you know, I understood why she was feeling the way she did. I knew we had to work on our own stuff, but that's just the way the show goes and the schedule. And like we, that was the one day we had allocated to go spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. And so I did my best to try to convince her why, you know, she finally, you know, realized, okay, you know, she's going to do it for me. And, um, and then we went inside and obviously it just was off. It was off to a bad start. You know, we, my family obviously was, you know, obviously annoyed. I think anyone would be like waiting three hours, uh, just doing nothing to, have that conversation it just got off to a bad start it just immediately you could feel the vibe was not the same with hannah ann and you know they they had i guess known a little bit now about the differences that we had had i expressed to them you know the day prior about when i was talking about both women that you know there had been a, some issues that maddie and i were going through because of what had happened with the fantasy suite week and um so they had already seen like started to see these differences and they just being my family and the one-on-one -on -one conversations I had with each of them, like, were just like, they didn't see this working. They just didn't see it working. And they saw that, yes, she was an amazing girl, but the two of us were just too different. And they were just looking out for me. And, um, you know, you see that passion kind of come out on stage and everything. And I think, I do think as much as I can, you know, defend Maddie and everything. And I do think that she could have, um, coming out on stage, apologized you know, a really quick apology to, to my, to my parents about the last time she had seen him and what had gone down. I think that would have gone a long way. And I really, really do. Um, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. That wasn't the case. And, um, that's kind of why that's really, that was, cause that's the only time my parents saw Maddie. Like that was really where that, that passion and that just like them being just like, it's not going to work, but you gotta like, you gotta understand that that's where that came from. Peter. So your mom said this during the finale. But she said that day after, you know, waiting a couple hours and finally sitting down with Maddie that she asked her flat out, uh, like, do you love my son? And she had said no. And that that's what your mom. A, yeah. So when your mom had told you that and maybe and I think she had said that she your brother had asked Madison the same thing and, and Madison had said the same answer. So when you knew that what was going through your your brain and and knowing like okay you know she's still here but she's been on the fence about sticking around or leaving and now she's admitting that she's not in love with me to my family like what was going through your brain i was so confused because literally an hour before uh, outside she said she did love me that was the first time she told me i remember like being ridiculous because i was like it's all i've been wanting to hear the entire time and then like i just we were having a very serious conversation that like, I just completely lost all seriousness because I was kind of so happy and giddy. Um, so she just told me that outside. And that's why when my mom told me that I was just very, very confused and shocked because I'm like, what? That's, she just told me she did. Um, and then 
but that's, that's another thing. That's, that's another thing of why my mom was, you know, very passionate about what she was saying was you know, here. She has Hannah Ann, her and her hit it off. Like no other Hannah Ann's expressing how she does feel about me. And she can totally see this with me. And then it's a literally complete opposite, you know, with, with Maddie and, you know, her saying that she didn't love me and that she couldn't see an engagement in the next couple of days. That part, I will say, I get why Maddie couldn't see an engagement after how strongly she felt about fantasy, like intimacy. I get that. A couple of days later, that's not ideally how you want to be proposed to knowing what happened a couple of, I get that. But I do know that like that went a long way with my mom to like not be the biggest fan of that relationship when, when Maddie told her that. Well, then I guess where's the disconnect? Like, why did she just tell you that? And then she said no to your family. Did you ever ask her about that? Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think it was like semantic. All right. It was just like, uh, she, I guess the way my mom had asked it was like, are you madly head over heels in love with my son or something like that? And I guess that made Maddie say no. I don't know. It was just a confusing day. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds very confusing and it sounds like you're better off. At, I don't want to see anybody fail. Yeah. But it sounds like you guys are better separate than together. Yeah. Um, if you could, because I know that we were supposed to talk to you after the finale, and right. obviously nobody saw it going the way that it did. And mm-hmm. Becca and I totally respected the fact that this is personal at this point, and right. it's not about doing a podcast. Like we care about you, and we want you to be okay at the end of the day. Thank you. For so. That. I don't want to get into the details of your conversation with Madison, but after you got off stage and obviously there was some, you know, you guys were, were upset and emotional. Did you know that it was over at that point? No. So we got off stage. I remember we were both in a bad headspace, just like down. We walked up to like the, the changing room areas where we were waiting before. Um, it was just her and I, we had a quick moment just with each other. We just hugged each other and just kind of like we're supporting each other. Um, then we decided to talk to some producers, um, at that point, I don't, from my side, I didn't think that it was, it was over, over or anything. Um, we then separated. I went back to my hotel. She went back to her hotel, called her parents for a little bit, then came back to my hotel. We spent a couple hours and just, you know, we're there for each other. Didn't really have a, a serious conversation about figuring this out, but just wanted to be there for each other and spend time. Fast forward to the next day. I didn't see her. Her mom had flown out and spent the day with her. The next day, the second day, um, is when I went over to her, her hotel and we spent just like, you know, six hours probably just talking. And that was when it had that sentiment going into the conversation that this is like, this is it. This is not, this is unfortunately like as sad as it is, like, it's not going to work as much as like, maybe we might want it to have worked. And, um, that was the day where we both, I think knew that it was, it was over. So you guys agreed to do an Instagram post to kind of announce at the same time. And then what did you do after that? Did you go home? Yes. Um, So that day was when I left her hotel, I, um, I went straight home and that was the first time I saw my family. And um, first you just, you know, went in, gave him a hug and just like told him I loved him and everything. And, um, and then expressed him what had just happened with, with Maddie and I, and what we had decided to do and um you know kind of began that whole healing process with my family and everything and just sticking together but yeah that was the first day i went home and then she went to go play board games with selena gomez so i know i, I didn't know that actually until the, the tmz guy told me that but um was that who told I, you I, <laughs> God. 
I I went from Peter's I, just I having a rough out, go with TMZ. <laughs> I, I know Jesus. Um, I had found out from so she had told me that night that she was going to go spend some time um, with one of her friends, one of her good girlfriends that was living in LA. Um, talking to Maddie later after because we had texts here and there. Um, after was she told me like, listen, I, I know how I guess how that could look, but like she did go over to her friend's place and her friend just ended up being really good friends with Selena. And I guess Selena had said something about, you know, Hey, we're like going to my grandmother's house, play board games, like come over here. And so then they went over there. That's, that's what I heard. Have you, and I believe it. I believe it. So have you and Maddie stayed in contact contact since all of that, or is it pretty much, you know, you've shut the door, you guys have both moved on. Yeah. We talked, we text her a little bit after and, you know, it was sad, you know, there was obviously like, you know missing each other kind of stuff like that and whatnot and um you know i remember she like sent me like a video and it was just like it was it was tough but we we, we both knew it was over and then um kind of just all ended yeah like we i sent her one thing and like never really heard anything back i'm like okay yeah like this is i gotta stop doing this and then um and then the whole kelly stuff happened um and you know i came out here to be for, be here for her and uh you know I had sent like a, a text to Madison just kind of explaining everything so she could hear it from me. Um, and she was like really, you know, freaking rock star and under, you know, wasn't like trying to be vindictive or anything. And like, didn't think it was like, wasn't trying to be mean about it. Um, and just like, kind of like told me that. And so like, I was like, I appreciated that. And uh, yeah, then I haven't talked to her since. So Becca, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before, or I've even said this, but so Peter, I'm directing this to you and Becca, you can answer too. Mm-hmm. I, in Fantasy Suite, I asked all of my guys, if I didn't choose them, would they be The Bachelor? Ooh. Like, I wanted to, it wasn't really a trick question. It was just more of, I'm very curious to see how you would respond to this. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Becca, did you ask your guys I, that? Well, so when I had Fantasy Suites, I only had two because I had sent Jason home prior to spending mm-hmm. the night with him. Um, So I had Garrett and Blake. Had I gone a different route and ended up with Blake, hell no, would Garrett have been the bachelor? There's no way. No, Garrett wouldn't have done it. He, no, he would no, not have. No, Garrett. Um, you he know, and it. well, and I do know, I mean, Blake was in talks to potentially be the bachelor um, along with some of the other guys when Colton's season happened. So um, I'm sure he would have said yes. I never asked him that. But yeah, I know Garrett would have. You could Garrett have paid Garrett one million dollars, no. and he would have not been the bachelor. I think Brian would have would have done it. Um, so I'm 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 going somewhere with this. I'm asking <laughs> yeah. you, Peter. Yeah. Do you think that because like we kind of touched on this, but we didn't go into this when you were told that the cameras were at Madison's, um, and I said, "Oh, did you think that she was going to be asked to be the bachelorette? Do you think that if she was asked, she would have done it? No, I don't. What about really? Hannah Ann? Um, yeah, I do. What? Okay, well, what about Kelly? Um, no, Kelly, no, 100% no. So why do you think Hannah Ann would have and not the other two? I guess so. I to be fair, I didn't actually ask them. Uh, so like my final three, this, and I never, I, guess, I never asked Hannah Ann. Um, it came up in talks with Madison and I, and I tell you no because she told me she would have said no, and like that wasn't something that she would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I guess with Hannah Ann, I mean, cause it's, it's not, there's, there's nothing negative about that. Like I, if you, if I would have been talking to two former bachelorettes and, here. Yeah. And your final three, like <laughs> someone or my, you know, Hannah Brown would ask me, like, I would have been like, if you don't pick me, this is a really weird question, but of course, like, obviously it's working for me right now. So I know that it's, it could work. If, if you broke my sure. heart now and it's not going to work, why wouldn't I want to? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nothing negative, but I think, yeah, Hannah Ann, you know, would have, would have, what are you, what are you trying to do? Trying to sneak behind me. Is that Kelly? Yeah, she's she's trying to crawl on the floor behind me. <laughs> Kelly, we heard you were. Oh, he she can't hear us because he's got headphones on. Bring her on. Come on it, come on and say Kelly. hi. Can you hear us? Trying to sneak around a little. Oh, Kelly, we, she's being bashful. We we actually called to talk to you, and then Peter <laughs> just happened to pick up. Peter's just hogging the Zoom screen now. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi, Hi Kelly. How's it going? No. <laughs> that's that's the question we were just asking him. Listen, no, I we... think I'm a little too awkward on this show. <laughs> no, you're not awkward. You just I think you're well spoken. I don't think I think <laughs> you would have Kelly, you would have been good because you would have kept the men in their place. True. Mm-hmm. You just get it. True. Becca and I are also two bachelorettes who didn't have a lot of drama in our season because we were kind of like, we're here to do something and it's mm-hmm. like, it is what it is. So you, you yeah, probably would have been like... I think that like, it's changed a little bit. Like in the past couple of years, it's more drama focused. So do they hold on to that? Do they reverse that and go back to what you guys had? See, she's already, she's asking the wrong... This, yeah, she couldn't do it. She's, <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. She couldn't do it. <laughs> no, 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 Kelly, no. are you, do you still have to work right now? Um... I should be working more than I am, but there's little things that I still have to do, yeah. I just didn't know. I mean, I, I don't practice anymore, so I'm like, oh, what's what's going on in the legal world? Are people still... <laughs> I did finish my CLEs this uh, month. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was so proud of myself for finishing that. Remember those 40? No, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Rachel, real hmm? quick. May it please the court? I'm so proud of you. Look at that lawyer. <laughs> I'm Let's so proud here. of you. Look at you. Two steps away from a courtroom. <laughs> for the bar. Let's go. No, we've just been having fun asking Peter questions about. And Kelly, you're somebody we wanted to talk to on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel no. like we've hot. We've hot. No, no, I'm not going to hog your time because we've been talking to Peter. I feel like for an hour and a half at this point. We I'm in my closet. So it's Becca. We have nothing else to do. So nothing else go ahead. To do. Dance parties with the DJs on the TV. Yeah. Okay, well, here's a question. Why were you at Women Tell All? I honestly don't know. No, no, not at Women. Sorry. Why were you at the finale? I really don't know. I think it's just because (laughs) from the only only thing that I got was Chris Harrison doing an interview saying that they want to throw people off because they thought I was pregnant with Peter's child or something like that. Was that a rumor? Pregnant? I saw, yeah. People come up with the weirdest crap, you guys. I swear. Well, Kelly, when when Rach and I saw you, because we were there, we were just watching backstage. We weren't allowed out there, which we really wanted to. But when we saw you, we were like, let us go sit with Kelly and Barb. Why are you guys keeping (laughs) us back here? Right. you, You were sitting next to my friend. Kelly, my two guests on the show, the guy, it was a couple that was sitting next ah, to you. Yeah, to my left. Yeah. So like they're big Bachelor fans. They do like he does ESPN stuff and he's like, was like, we were sitting next to Kelly. <laughs> I was like, well, you're no. welcome. I didn't even plan it that way, but you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the first the first time I ever saw her there, it was during the like the first commercial break. And then Chris was like, Hey, so I just did a little shout out to, to Kelly. She's up there. And I looked at Kelly just waving. I'm like, 
What? <laughs> were y'all in communication like, at that point? Like, were y'all uh, like cool? Y'all hadn't. Okay. I, I like I, people think like everything happened like before the show. Didn't get her number until. So I, I was telling you about Christian that mm-hmm. night. Like nothing before. Well, in all fairness, you don't really need phone numbers these days. There's it's so true. many ways to communicate. True. <laughs> so true. Kelly, I'll ask you this question because we asked Peter. When we know that you guys have been quarantined before those infamous TMZ photos, <laughs> when you decided to say, you know what, we're going to go to the Riverwalk, were y'all just like, fuck it, we're going to go? Who cares no, who sees? Loud. It was allowed. To no, be- not the social distancing. I mean, like being out in public. Oh, no. To be completely honest, I think we're pretty naive in, in that aspect. Um, you know, I was wearing like two hoods. He was wearing sunglasses and a hat. And I guess that just doesn't really work. Um, well, with Clay and Dustin, too. Well, I mean, like, st- so stick Clay out does. like sort of. You know what's crazy, though, real quick? This is insane. Um, so Katrina, who lives in Chicago as well, she sent a picture to Kelly. This is insane. Like, Who's Katrina? Katrina. She um, was a night one girl. Night one with the, the, the pussycat. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. Listen, yeah. I don't start knowing names till halfway through. <laughs> but she, she, uh, she, she had taken a picture like a selfie sitting on the river walk. This is crazy. And then in the background, it's the three, it was the three of us with Dustin as well. Oh, it was wow. blurry, but you could tell what we were wearing if you compared it to other pictures. And we're like, yeah, this is insane. You can't go That's anywhere. the leak. Wait, Katrina's That's the, the leak. one who I thought looked like Nina Dobrev, right? Who's that? I thought Katrina I, is, she looked like some actress. When we were, <laughs> I think that was her. Okay, she was, she was at Woman Tell All. Okay, yeah. She was like on the mm-hmm. upper left. Rachel. I was that women tell all. I don't definitely don't. I'm sorry. I would say, well, we'll see her on Paradise, but who knows if Paradise is even mm-hmm. moving True. forward. Yeah. Well, okay, let me ask you this because Kelly, Peter's being very coy about uh where your relationship stands these days. If Paradise happens and you get asked, would you go? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I'm made for these shows. <laughs> hey, I respect it. They're amazing. It was an experience, but um, I don't know. I don't know how much of a future I have in them. Well, we. What about friends? Because, like, I remember coming on. I was like, I'm gonna stick to myself. I'm the oldest one in the house. I'm just gonna read my books, go on these dates, do my thing. And I was pleasantly surprised that I had friends on the show, and that I know we'll be friends forever. Was that the same experience you had? And if so, who are you close to? Yeah, um, coming coming off the show, it, it's funny because when you're on the show and off the show, you you gravitate towards other people. But yeah, I talk to like McKenna and Kelsey every day, um, and throughout throughout the whole you know of it airing back, you kind of just gravitate towards what episode is going on and who you were with on that group date or what happened there, you know. Um, but I'm friends with with all the girls i don't have any beef with any of them um but yeah kelsey and mckenna are the ones that i that i keep in contact with a lot my forever favorite moment of you will be laying back on that bench with that <laughs> foot so up awful. twirling i said kelly is an entire mood that is me i was, I was like i am kelly kelly is me i tell him all the time like i've listened to y'all's podcast and the way that you think is very similar to mine like everything you usually say, I was like, spot on, spot on. Like, I get it. I get it. And I keep telling him that I was like, just the way that she thinks like is incredible. Like I'm so, I'm, I'm literally jealous. Cause you could tell you're, you're super intelligent with everything you say. And oh, thank you. you spot on for 
I don't know everything. It's <laughs> like, you know, you know, law school is like it teaches you a certain way to think more than anything else. But it's nice to hear it's appreciated because it's not appreciated <laughs> by most. I always say our podcast is a logic like. It's not for the hopeless romantics, you know? We're here to just, like, have a discussion and to yeah. talk things out. And not everybody wants to hear that. And there are other podcasts you can go to for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelly, I will say, you watching you, and Rach and I have loved you the entire season. You were one of our favorites because you're just a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. because you are logical. You are intelligent. You speak your mind. You are very articulate. But, Rach, I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to say the best moment of Kelly on the season was when you were the abuela. Yeah, yes. That was the best moment. You're right. You're right, Becca. (laughs) That was so good. That was, I I knew I liked you before, but watching you as the abuela, I was like, God, she's good. And then when when she, and then when she like changed the script up though, because like that obviously wasn't the script and it just like caught me off guard while we're filming. I'm like, what? It was like, let's go. Oh my God, you guys during quarantine, can you like play act and do another telenovela together? That's what you should do. Please. Yeah, we need to give them the TikToks. We don't have what it takes on TikTok, but maybe we can do that. (laughs) Yo, listen, I am an anti-TikTok person. Becca just joined. Mm I, I can't get it. It's, I would I would be worse than you. So kudos to you for doing it. I I, I can't. I Wait, can't. Kelly, have you been on any of the other podcasts? Did you do Nick or Caitlin's, or are we the first? No, she uh, she was with um, Caitlin okay. and um, and Ben. Okay. Can you tell? Can you guys tell us like one thing that you didn't tell them, like some juicy detail? <laughs> some juicy detail. Give us like give us something good that we can run with here. An exclusive. Huh. An exclusive. Kind of boring. Um, no, we got this one. Kelly, have uh, you seen Peter in the shower during this quarantine? Is Peter better in real life or on the show? Oh my god, in real life. <laughs> I hope so. Way I, better. I like to speak up for him. I was like, some parts of him that you saw weren't like necessarily him. But I even used to say on the show, I was like, there's Peter Weber and then there's the Bachelor the Peter or the Bachelor Peter. And you know, they'd be like, Can you stop saying that? And I was like, No, it's true. I met him outside of this and he's so much cooler than he is on the show. <laughs> Peter, no, I will say you true. are cooler that's in real life true. than what we did see <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I, I guess I'd rather have it that way than vice versa. So thank you. No, absolutely. So you feel like if you met Peter, well, you did meet him in real life before, but like mm-hmm. you guys could hit it off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, it's definitely a, a it's yes, it's a compliment taken. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line to try to be both. The same person you see on TV is the same person you are in person. So, right. you know, no, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing I think as leads, there's so much that happens that can't be portrayed on TV. And so I think for everyone, anyone who's ever been on the show, there's so much more people are way funnier or more charismatic than what they come across. And Peter, I mean, I've met you now a few times in person and um like you really are just this very warm big-hearted like fun charismatic guy that that I, I think we saw a good part of it on the show but I think that there's so much more and so you oh, know regardless of what happened throughout the entire season and it didn't pan out I'm sure as anyone had expected um I think you are on your own path and I'm so happy you were our bachelor I really am yeah oh. you seem happy like we've mm-hmm. talked to you a couple of times in studio. You're different. You're different. I, I, I told, I told <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, yeah. Kelly. <laughs> I, You're different. I owe a lot of it to her. She's been, she's been amazing. Even, How many even, times have you FaceTimed Barb? 
yeah, she's obsessed with uh, Sophie, Dustin's dog. So she's always oh. calling, hey, let me see Sophie. Let me see Sophie. Mm-hmm. Let me see Chop Chop. So that's that's Kelly. Chop oh. Chop. We heard about Chop Chop. Yeah. chop. <laughs> All right. Well, Kelly, we're so happy you popped into this. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. We hope to see more of you. (laughs) Um, So, Peter, as I just said, you know, there's obviously so much more than than what anyone can ever see on a TV show. Um, And when people say, like, they thought the ending was staged and the finale was staged, I don't think so. Because, like, when we met with you in the studio before the season started, we asked you, like, what are you hoping from this? Like, what do you want to be known for? And you were like, I don't want to be known for a windmill or an inanimate object. Like, I want to be known for having the best love story. And right. unfortunately for your time on the show itself, that didn't happen. Like, yes, you fell in love with a couple girls. You were engaged. It didn't pan out with either of them. And I don't think that's anything you expected going into it. I don't think you could have foreseen any of what went down. Um, So that's why, like, watching it, I'm like, dude, like, no offense, but this really sucks. Like, all he wanted was to share his heart and to share this love story with the world. Um, and so, you know, you're making your own story now away from the TV. We don't know what's going to necessarily happen with Kelly. Um, but going back to your time, obviously it didn't pan out as you thought, but I'm sure we all have regrets going through it at, at moments. But what was your biggest regret and biggest takeaway from being the lead? My biggest regret, I think, was, and it, it, for me, it's so tough to, like, kind of admit or be okay with because like I know the kind of person that I am and at the end of the day like I I I can't change myself to like be different but the one thing that kind of sucked the most I think was me just being a little bit too empathetic throughout the entire process and not putting my foot down in certain situations um and I guess do if I could have done it again like had a second chance I could have tried a little bit harder but at the end of the day I am who I am and so it's like it's a regret, but it's like some, a regret that I would, I would continue to keep making because that's just the person I am. And maybe that's this kind of process wasn't ideal for me, um, being on this side as you know, the bachelor, but that's who I am and I can't change who I am. Um, and in regards to like what you said about, you know, yeah, I remember saying that, like, I didn't want, I didn't care about any drama of being remembered for this or that. I wanted to give people, because I've been such a hopeless romantic, the romantic, like that story they could live vicariously through and like inspire them to ne- like never settle and like look for hopefully what I was going to go find. But even though it didn't work out that way, I, I still, I hope that it can inspire people just kind of seeing me now and where I'm at. And I've always said like, I'm not a hopeless romantic. I, I don't like the word hopeless because I'm the kind of romantic that never loses hope that, you know what, that didn't work and that didn't work. And there was so much shit I had to go through with that. But guess what? I'm still having that mindset that, you know, the next person is going to be my girl. And um, if I can still feel that way after what I just went through, hopefully that can, in a different way, inspire people in a way I didn't think was possibly going to at the beginning of the season. Peter, very well said. Mm -hmm. So I have one last question for you. Being that this is kind of like a redemption podcast for you, and my ring light just almost fell down. Sorry. There's a lot going on in this closet. Um, Seeing that this is a redemption podcast for you, and we started out at the beginning asking you about the coronavirus, I want to ask you this last question. It's interesting you say empathy, because I think a lot of people would have labeled that that you were indecisive 
Yeah. So that's why I think what you said is very powerful because it's like, okay, I actually can see that. I can see how you were being very empathetic. But a lot of people have labeled you as indecisive. A lot of people have had opinions on you one way or another for various reasons, kind of as if, I don't want to use certain words, but basically as if you don't make your own decisions. And, mm -hmm. and I'm going outside of even them saying because of your mom. Just a lot of people have had a lot to say about you that I don't necessarily agree with. Becca mm -hmm. and I have had the chance to get to know you off of the podcast. You're a great guy. Your character is outstanding. I mean, like you, you sent us a, a voicemail the other day and I turned to Brian. And I was like, you couldn't be mad at Peter if you tried. Mm -hmm. You just couldn't. <laughs> He's just such a good person. Oh. But... I feel defensive of you, and I've said this before, just because I feel like people have a lot to say about you. So I just kind of want to give you the opportunity and give you the floor like Becca did at the beginning of this podcast to just address it. The people who have stuff to say about you and that like you can't make your own decisions and you're indecisive. What do you have to say about that? Uh, you know, in yeah, I've heard that a ton. And um, listen, I, I'll admit to a lot of it. I was indecisive in regards to a lot of situations, but, and I'm okay with that because that to me was just showing how, how well this did work for me. And it was working for me. You know, I didn't want to fall for multiple women. I didn't want to have to have these crazy confusing, you know, days, these weeks I had to deal with, but I did. And so, you know, I look the way I look at it. It's like, I wasn't indecisive. That probably be a little bit weird because it, it, maybe it wasn't working as well as Maybe, maybe that's the wrong opinion, but that's honestly, like, that's, that's how I look at it. Um, you know, in regards to being like empathetic and like, I know there's a lot of relationships why people like didn't understand why I was like maybe possibly giving that person so many chances or, um, you know, not seeing the red flags right away or whatnot. And, you know, and I'll specifically say like one with like Victoria, F, I know I got a lot of like backlash on that relationship, like me going into this and like, I've always been such a proponent for, for grace and like in a relationship that's so important also to be able to give one of the most beautiful gifts you can give. Um, the definition of grace is like, is, is unwarranted, un, undeserved forgiveness. And like, so that's how that was my mindset in a lot of these relationships that people didn't get why I was doing what I was doing or whatnot. Like I was trying to practice that and like, you know, not just preach it, but practice it. Um, so listen, that still though doesn't, I made a ton of mistakes. I fess up to that over and over. The biggest one and the one that I, that hurt, my biggest regret I take back was, you know, putting hand and what I put her through. And like that to me, you know, is something that I will forever feel horrible about um, because I just care for her so much. But, uh, you know, through all that, I do feel like she's going to be, Madison's going to be, all the other women, myself, like, we are going to still forever be grateful for this experience we shared together. And, um, you know, I never for sure will ever regret being the bachelor. That's for sure. Um, just the experience I had, the lessons I learned, I'll take with me for the rest of my life. So yeah. well, that's great. And luckily bachelor nation has a short term memory. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I hear, but there's no other show being filmed right now. to kind of take the attention off. Yeah. Like, you really are, you really are getting the short end of the stick, stick here because yeah, no one, the, I mean, until listen to your heart starts, no one's going to be able to talk about another show. So, Peter, one last question before we let you get going here. The entire season, I think it can be said, and, and Rachel and I have said this too, like, what does Peter want? What do you want? It, it might have been different going into the season than it is now, but what ultimately do you want in a partner? What are you looking for that's really going to fill you at the end of the day? 
I want someone that, listen, I'll, I still want a lot of the same things I wanted from the beginning of the show, but someone that, you know, just really just gets me for who I am and is never going to try to have me change in any way. Um, even if they think it might be a weakness in me, it's something they appreciate about me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone that I do feel like we can really challenge each other. And that's not to be negative or like, oh, he needs to have a problem or an issue or he needs the drama. That's not what it is. But someone that really just you both challenge each other really well. And, um, you know, I, I've had the opportunity just to see and date a lot of different personalities and different women, obviously, in the last two months. And like, so I see a lot of what I like and what I don't like now. Um, and so I'm going to use that for sure moving forward. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, just someone that just makes me happy and um, I can make them happy. And it's nothing really much more complicated than that. Um, and I know that's, that's going to happen for me. Awesome. We and know it will. And we'll be watching. We will we'll be watching. And hopefully Dog, somebody that forms <laughs> Well, Peter, we loved having you on. I mean, we said it before, but we're always going to root for your happiness. We're always going to want you to find love because, like I said, you have such a big heart and we've seen that. And so I really want you at the end of the day to hopefully find what you're looking for. Um, You know, we all go through these crazy ups and downs, especially being from the show. Um, But it seems like you did learn a lot and took a lot. Um, So we're always going to be your biggest supporters here. Um, because we can really, it's, it's a crazy world that you've gotten yourself into and you're part of it now you're stuck with us. Um, but we're happy <laughs> that we can all be in it together. No, I love you both so much. And I thank you for everything. Just always being there for me and you know, the whole, whole way. So thank you. Oh, thank Peter. You and so one thing too, I should say, um, my mom was actually asking for your mom's number because my mom, my mom struggled a lot while I was gone on the show, just because she, she couldn't really talk to me, you know? Um, yeah. so she, she wants, she was joking the other day. She wants to start like a support group of bachelor parents. So I think she actually reached out to your mom on Instagram. So hopefully they can chat. Oh, aside. No um, yeah, but, I'll, I'll bring that up to the mom. See what she says. But when all this quarantine is said and done, we're all coming over and bringing my mom for some Cuban food. Okay. Fire it up. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, she's going to love that. So awesome. I can't wait. Cool. Thanks, Peter, so Thanks, much for doing Peter. this. Hopefully Take this is care. it for you. Now you can live your life. Bachelor I know, right? Just like yeah. weightlift it off Just the shoulders. Just do you. Just do you. Thank do you me. so much for giving us your time. And Kelly. <laughs> and tell Dustin what's up, too. Yes, yeah, so I'm all oh. hugs. All right, love you guys. Love you, too. Bye, Peter. You, too. you know, it's so, I'm really glad we talked to Peter, Becca, because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I was a little indifferent about doing an interview because I thought, okay, are we just going to be rehashing the same things over and over again is this just going to be you know i don't know i just didn't think that i know our listeners wanted it but i just wasn't sure how the podcast would go Mm -hmm. and i am so glad we did it i thought that peter is a new peter Mm -hmm. dare i say it i think people will be surprised pleasantly surprised at what they heard peter say Mm -hmm. and where he is and where he was coming from and i honestly think he's in a headspace now to clearly talk about it without being biased or too emotional from what had happened before. I agree. I think a little time and space and distance always helps. And, and even for me, I mean, we were supposed to speak to him right after the finale. And I personally, I think in that moment, I would have come at the interview as like a scorned woman because I could relate with him Mm -hmm. and, and I was in that mindset. And so it's good to now have a little distance from everything that went down We've seen Peter kind of move on from his season with Kelly. We've seen the girls kind of move on. 
And so I think it helps to shape the conversation a little bit better. And as you said, Peter now has some space. He has some clarity. He can come at this and finally really say what he wants to say and what he wants to get off of his chest. So I'm so happy we finally spoke with him. Yep. Plus, we got Kelly. Mm -hmm. Now, if we had done this interview right after the finale, we never would have gotten Kelly. So thank you for that. Thank (laughs) you for Kelly for making a guest appearance on Bachelor Happy Hour. So glad we finally got you. Yes, it was a good one, guys. But we have to start leaving him alone because a new show is coming up starting this Monday. We have Listen to Your Heart, which we have to look forward to. And I cannot wait. Uh, But Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, you can actually get our first interviews on the show. We have a new podcast dropping this Friday where you can get our take on what's to come and listen to your heart. That's right. We are the official podcast, which means we are dropping things first. So you're welcome for Peter. That is over and done with. We are entering a new season. Listen to your heart. So excited. April 13th, 8, 7 central. We've got two contestants coming up on the show. It's going to be so good. Mm -hmm. And you're only going to hear them here on Bachelor Happy Hour. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know we love diving into all things Bachelor with you every single week on Happy Hour. We're hoping that we are providing you some normalcy during these really trying times right now. We hope that you're safe, healthy. We thank you so much for coming in or tuning in to Bachelor Happy Hour. And um, another wild season of The Bachelor is finally in the books. I cannot wait. And now, listeners, we always love to hear from you. If you ever have praises or comments or questions, please send them our way. You can always email us at happyhour@bachelornation.com. Also, head to BachelorNation.com to get the latest and greatest details about the show and everything that's coming up. We are, of course, the first place to announce everything coming in the weeks to come. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. 
There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 